Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the March 15th episode of the bull bear banter. I'm joined today by Cheyenne Dunham, one of our merchandisers at Landis, and Cheyenne also oversees soybean purchasing for our plant in Ralston. Looking at the markets, Friday afternoon, May corn closed up three at 373 and a quarter. That was up nine for the week. December corn was up two at 396. That was up seven and a half cents for the week. Looking at soybeans, May was up 10 and three quarters at 909 and a quarter. That was up 13 and a half from last Friday's close. And November soybeans finished up nine and three quarters cent higher at 942 and a half today. That was up 12 cents for the week. Thanks, Cheyenne. I think the big story this week, certainly in the state of Iowa, is just the flooding in and around much of the state. This is definitely impacting transportation. As we've been talking with some of our transportation folks, many of the rail lines are just unable to operate, as well as quite a few roads are just impassable due to high water. We've also heard that barge freight on the river has spiked due to the high water levels. Beyond that is certainly more of the same talk that we've had the last several weeks. Rumors and talks of Chinese purchases of corn and and or soybeans. Thursday saw a little spark in the corn market being attributed to these persistent rumors that China would be buying corn. That followed through on Friday, but it still feels as if we're a few cents away from seeing producers sell old crop in a big way. Going into some of our bull bear factors, for corn, I'm seeing the bullish side being, obviously, if we can see some exports to China for corn or corn-based products like ethanol or DDGs, that should be helpful for the cash corn price, especially if they import corn. The other bullish factor that I would throw in for corn is the increased talk about corn and bean acres staying closer to last year's levels than was expected even 30 days ago. This excess moisture and later start to spring field work is thought to be impacting the ability to get more acres planted to corn. And finally, I'd also add that the ethanol margins appear to be back in the black for most of the industry. On the bear side, we're still a couple weeks away from the USDA's prospective planting report, and that is their best estimate of what they believe will be planted based on data they've gotten from farmers. I still think we'll see a decent shift in some acres to corn. Also on the bear side, I think that um, we're not using as much corn locally in some of these ethanol plants, and we'll see if that starts to impact some of these carryout numbers as we go forward through the year. Switching over to soybeans, I'm going to say the bullish factors are going to be the yearly NOPA crush numbers continue to run at a record pace. There's still some talk about South America's production being lower than most expected. And as mentioned earlier, continued optimism that the U.S. and China will come to an agreement on tariffs and trade soon, even though the window of opportunity is closing down. And on the bear side of things, again, kind of talking about NOPA, the February crush numbers were somewhat disappointing when they were released earlier on Friday. The number was 154.5 million bushels. This number was below the low end of the range of analyst estimates. While it's still larger than February of 2018, this is something that everyone will be watching very closely. The ongoing issues in China due to African swine fever are going to continue to reduce the demand for soybean meal, regardless if that's from U.S. soybeans or South American processors and exporters. And finally, on that bearish factor for beans, I just continue to talk about this 900 million bushels of carryout that the USDA is expecting at the end of this crop year. Tom, looking at why does this matter, the increased volatility the past month or so has really put a lot of doubt in people's minds. Continue to put some thought into what price you need to have on your remaining old crop bushels and put in some offers. 
If this Chinese business already was done, we could see both corn and soybeans push back down and test some of those recent lows. If there's still business to do, we should have a shot at getting some bushels priced. Either way, this buy the rumor, sell the fact scenario seems to be setting up again. Please don't wait until it's too late. Thanks, Cheyenne. And as you and I were talking earlier, Ventures, our Women in Ag event, is going to be starting next Friday and Saturday. It's not too late to get registered for that. Just continue to keep an eye on our Facebook for updates about that event. Speaking of which, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. Our gold sponsor for this year is Iowa State University's College of Business, and we have several platinum sponsors. Agco, GSI, CHS, Flint Hills Resources, Iowa Soybean Association, Coke Industries, Nationwide Insurance, and R.J. O'Brien. We'd really like to encourage all the women that are out there that uh, could take advantage of this to get registered and get to that event. We really think it'll be a good event. And then March 29th, as we mentioned earlier, the major USDA reports will be released, prospective planting and quarterly stocks. Both of these reports will help determine a big part of the direction for corn and soybeans for quite a while. Also, we'd like to tell you to stick around at the end of this bull bear banter. We have a bonus episode featuring our director of purchasing for fertilizer and chemicals, I'm joined today by Randy Sanage. Randy is the Director of Fertilizer and Chemical Procurement for Landis. We thought it would be good to explore some of the macro issues that Randy keeps an eye on. Randy, with the excess moisture we've had the past month or so, what are your concerns with logistics and transportation as we get closer to planning time? Probably the biggest thing that we're going to encounter as we move forward here is that uh, we may not get in the field for another couple weeks. And then when it does dry up and the sun is shining it's going to be a very busy time customers are going to want to do everything at the same time we're going to have challenges that are going to occur from uh, where do we go what do we do Uh, we will have a good plan laid out but uh, when everything happens at the same time things can uh, can ball up a little bit some of the things going on in the uh, logistics and transportation is all this water's got to go somewhere. And right now, uh, we are already seeing water issues in New Orleans in the uh, port down there where fertilizer comes in. They're having trouble getting shipments upstream. The barge shipments into St. Louis are about twice the cost of normal. So those things are going on and, and, th- and they haven't even gotten the water that's melting out of uh, Iowa uh, here at this time. So. It'll be some challenges that way. Today's supply looks good here at Landis. We were able to take advantage of uh, some buying opportunities and put product in the in the sheds that uh, we will be utilizing this spring. If we need to go back into uh, additional purchases, there will be product available in various distributor warehouses as well. The only time that it'll get to be a concern is when we uh, get most of the way through the fertilizer season and the river hasn't been able to get barges up to us, then that could get into a little bit of a tight supply thing. But today we have a good supply, so make your plans with uh, our sales agronomist and they'll get you taken care of. What we'll like to be able to do is have a good plan, uh, work with your FSAs to uh, get your fields in, get your analysis in, so that we get you done on a timely basis. And Randy, are there any general pricing trends that our listeners should be aware of? That's a very good question, and at this time, I don't expect any big changes for spring. Most of the, again, as I said, supply has been laid in. People have got their costs already figured in, and uh, the manufacturers that supply product are are sitting there uh, with no real incentive to uh, lower prices or raise prices. So we got to get in the field, get things going. Uh, and again, as I said, supply looks good. Demand will be high, and it will be high in a very small window of time so that uh, fertilizer can get put on and the uh, crop gets planted. So don't look for anything big there on prices. Typical would be a summer reset, but that won't come until, you know, middle of the summer sometime. 
Okay, and are we going to see anything new or different this year that's going to benefit our growers? Yeah, there are some in, in, in the fertilizer side, not a whole lot of new things. Uh, there will be There is an increased focus on nitrogen stabilizers and also uh, phosphate enhancers. What the intent is there to make sure that the investment you make in fertilizer gets in the soil, stays in the soil, so the crop can utilize it. Those have been available for many years with the interest in water quality and use of the products uh, to get the biggest bang for your buck for the dollar invested on fertilizer. Uh, we strongly believe in, in stabilizing the nitrogen products and also the phosphates. It, it's good money invested in the fertilizer for your benefit as a farmer as well as the environment. In the other side of chemicals, there is some new fungicides available for post-emerge in both corn and soybeans. I think they have a nice promising fit for the customer. They are a new mode of action, which should give uh, uh, some enhanced control on some of the uh, diseases that are becoming resistant out there. Also, we have Nemastrike available this year as a, for control of cyst nematodes. I think that has some promise to it as well. And as far as the general herbicides, there has um, continues to be more interest in Extend soybeans with Extendamax or Dicama treatments over the top of those beans, and then also on some Liberty. But one of the things that we really want to try to do is make sure that we get a good, solid residual foundation down so that we can manage the weeds for the remainder of the year. And the best way to control weeds is to not have them in your fields to begin with. It sounds like we have a lot of different options for our customers. And I also think we're going to see some changes, updates to our app and the customer portal that's going to allow our producers the ability to see which of their fields have been scheduled, treated, some different things like that. So it's going to be really helpful this this spring planting season. Randy, are there any other thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I would like to um, just briefly talk about the uh, Landis Agronomy Portal and uh, Landis app for agronomy field services. I think that's something that the customer is really going to like to be able to see what's going on. They've made a plan with their agronomist and he's booked their field and then as the field gets ready it gets released and then from there it gets scheduled and then it gets applied. So a customer can go on the portal or on his app on his cell phone and see the things that are going on. Could be very helpful for them just as they do their planning as when do they get out and plant and also it uh, uh, gives a good tracking for us and gives a good working uh, lineup for us as well. So um, be looking for that. Work with your field sales agronomist to get it on your phone and uh, I think you're going to really like the uh, visibility that it brings to to you. Great. Well, Randy, I want to thank you for taking the time to visit with us today. I hope you've all enjoyed hearing from him as much as I have. If you have any thoughts about future topics we should be discussing on here, make sure to send an email to us at podcast at landiscooperative.com. Again, Randy, Thanks for taking the time to sit down, and we look forward to any future updates this planning season. Well, thank you. I know it's going to be a busy season, so work your plan, put a plan together, work the plan, and have patience. There's going to be a lot to do in a short window of time. Great. Great advice. Thank you. So in conclusion, we'd like to thank you for joining us on the Landis Cooperative Experience featuring the Bull Bear Banter. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We'd also like to tell you, if you'd like to get a special prize from us or a special gift from us, send us an email with your comments or questions about the podcast to our email address. That's podcast at landiscooperative.com. Thank you for listening. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Mm-hmm.